but go earn it. Go spend some time with some with some with some operators that are doing a good job because that will that will teach you more than anything you find on YouTube, on TikTok, Instagram, even even you know this podcast. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm giving you this information, but I'm not in the kitchen. I'm in I'm in my house. But if you're next to me in the store, you're gonna learn a lot because you're gonna see things and you're gonna ask questions and it's gonna be more interactive and. Get into it. Pizza King podcast, how we'll read back on the mic with you. It has been far too long since I have recorded a podcast, but I'm back. And uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, creating some good content, you know, talking more about pizza, engaging with more folks in the community, um, it, you know, bringing people on the show and really making this, this is something that, something that is part of my, you know, my everyday routine going forward. So, you know, thanks to those who were stuck with me. Thanks to anybody who was engaged and restyled and, you know, asked questions and, and, and things like that. So, you know, without, without further ado, let's get into it. You know, I was, uh, I was on the phone yesterday. I talked to a good friend of mine who was looking to, to make an investment. He's, you know, he's, he's at a point where he's been working at his job for a while and he's, he's, he's thinking, all right, all right it's time for me to figure out what I'm going to do for me and for my family, for my legacy. Uh, and he called me and he said, Hey, you know, I've been thinking about making an investment. I know that you've been in the pizza game for a while and he's a good friend of mine. So he's been, he's been around me and he's been around, you know, Jr. for, you know, since before we were in the pizza business. So he has seen the entire journey. So he understands, he understands full well what we do and what we've done. And he, and he was, you know, with respect, he goes, man, I see y'all, y'all, y'all killing the game. And, you know, just, I'm just thinking maybe I need to be a part of that. Maybe that's something that I need to, you know, I need to look into and, you know, Anybody who's talked to me about this knows that my my advice, respectfully, is if you're looking for an investment, don't do this. Don't go do something that is that will allow you to have time to enjoy your you know the fruits of your labor and your, enjoy your investment. This business, uh, yes, it can be can be you know profitable and lucrative and you know help you to build that, you know, that, that generational, you know, product or business or whatever, whatever your goals are, whatever you're looking to get into. Yes, absolutely. Your business can do that. And especially a business like this. However, it takes a significant amount of time to build a pizzeria up to profitability. Um, so I'm going to talk about, you know, that led us to what, what, you know, from year to day and want to record and, talk through what I would do if I were, if I were starting a pizzeria, knowing what I know now, how would I go about that process? Um, but before we get into it, I just want to, you know, just catch up with y'all. It's been a little while. Um, I, I want to take the opportunity while I have the, the microphone live to say that I had such a good time at pizza tomorrow summit in Orlando. Uh, we had had an opportunity to speak and share my thoughts on team building and leadership development. Absolute, you know, absolutely just, you know, great session. I had good questions, good feed, good feedback from that. And, you know, the show in general was a lot of fun. 
we were, you know, I was able to just, you know, see a lot of vendors, see a lot of products. I was able to record a podcast with Bruce at Smart Pizza Marketing. That was, that was dope. So, you know, I just wanted to just, just thank Glenn and, and the team over there. It was a great idea for them to partner with Florida Restaurant Lodging this year because the show felt like a very, like a very big and professional, well put on. It was, it was great. They put on a really good show. Um, the competitions, all that stuff was great. So uh, I only got to attend one day. So next year I'm looking forward to the two-day experience. But I'm also looking forward to uh, going out to L.A. for the the, the Western the Western Food Show. So uh, that's going to be great in August next year. So anybody out there that is, is uh, planning on attending the West Coast Show, please hit me up because I, you know, I'm looking forward to meeting more people. That's one thing that I regret was that I didn't take the time I was, you know, I came in and I was focused on, you know, really preparing for, for my, uh, for my, my talk on education alley. So I didn't get a chance to just go, you know, shake a lot of hands and, and meet some of the folks that, that were there. So I'm looking forward to, to meeting more people next year. Um, you know, just engaging with more operators out there because, you know, we got some really dope people in the pizza community and, you know, I just want to, I just want to say what's up. So, uh, if you were there and uh, we didn't get a chance to meet, holler at me, you know, just say what's up and we'll, uh, we'll plan to do something next time. Next time we're in the same place, whether it's uh pizza summit, whether it's expo and, or Western food show, I'm going to, I'm going to be at a lot of those. So definitely, definitely reach out to me. The one I haven't done, I haven't done the, the East coast expo, uh, Maybe I'll figure out a way to try to do that next year. So, yeah, I want to I want to meet more folks in the game and you know learn from you and you know talk to you and, and even if it means we find a way to do something like this where we can get together and just have a discussion here here on the pod about about what you've been doing. So, please holler at me. We'll we'll we'll, we'll definitely do that. All right, but you, you came here for a reason. Wasn't to hear me talk about how 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 much of a pizza fanboy I am. And how I want to meet all all the top pizza guys in the game. So, uh, and, and girls, not just not just guys. That all there's so many dope operators. But you came to hear me talk about what I would do if I were if I were starting another pizzeria. Oh, uh, if if I had if I had the knowledge that I have now, which I do, but I didn't have the experience. What what would I do? And I think there's so many there's so many factors that play into building a business, starting a business, growing a business. Uh, and it, and it starts from where, from where your goals are and what, what the end game, you know, looks like for you. So I would tell you be, before the first step, before you, before anything else is to, and this is me talking about what I would be doing, but I guess I'm talking at you, but what, what I, what I would do is I would spend a, a good bit of time in the planning phase, meaning I would spend a lot of time planning and researching menu offerings, uh, location, site selection, uh, vendors, equipment dealers, you know, what the labor pool looks like. I would spend as much time as I could putting the business together on paper. Now I get it. Business on paper doesn't mean a whole lot because once you open the door, so that, you know, it, you know, all, all plans go out the window sometimes, 
but it helps you get a clear understanding of what you what you're getting into and whether or not it's something that is uh, affordable, sustainable and and scalable. So I, I would spend I would spend a good bit of time in in the planning phase. Second thing I would do, and we're, we'll just we'll just go down and listen. You know, if you don't mean you know, I, I, I wrote my notes down. So, determining what my goals are, spending a good bit of time in the planning phase. But I would then hold on. Let me get let me get let me get to where my notes were. Okay, here we go. I was on the wrong page looking at something else, but I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit because I talked to somebody that I'm working with currently about you know what he what he would do differently, what he know what he knows now. So I got I got three quick, three quick, easy little tips to tell you where I would be focused when building a new pizzeria. First one, keep it simple. Keep it simple, meaning keep your, keep the menu, your menu planning, keep it simple. Keep your, you know, your, your, your offerings and your selections start, start simple. And if you want to start to add things and scale from there, I would, I would do it later, but I would start with simplicity and then at scale from that, uh, one a coach that I work with in, in Atlanta on, on the coaching and consulting side. You know, he, he gave us some great advice and he said, simplicity scales, complexity doesn't. And that was, you know, it, it was a very simple, but powerful statement, meaning, you know, the, the more complex you make things, the harder it is for you to repeat those, those actions, those processes across, you know, multiple weeks, days, weeks, months, years, uh, generations, the more complex it is, the harder it is to, to replicate that. So keeping it simple definitely helps. I can, I can tell you from experience, we, we, it must've been maybe four years ago, maybe five years ago, but we, we took a hard cut to our menu. We had, and we still, it, my menu, I still got a lot of items on my menu, probably 40, you know, 40 plus items on the menu, but we were, we were up to so many items that it was actually becoming difficult to find people that could execute the menu. And then we, and then you look at the sales of the, the P makes the product makes, we weren't even selling it. You're like, we had to, we just had to look at our business, look at what we were, what we were selling and make a hard choice to say, look, you know, this sandwich is my favorite sandwich, but we never sell it. We don't, it, it doesn't need to be on our menu. And we cut, I'm trying to think we, we must've cut, a dozen or more items off the menu. And most of that came from the grill side. And our, our, our shop is set up with two sides, pizza side, grill side. So pizzas, calzones, strombolis, go anything that goes in the oven, kind of go hit and goes to pizza side. And then we have the grill side, which is cheesesteaks, chicken wings, you know, the fryer and the grill stuff, salads, sandwiches. And that's where most of the complexity was on our menu. And we were going through this, this period of, you know, hiring and growing. And when we cut those items out, we found that it became a whole lot easier for folks to execute the menu, which opened up the opportunity for the position to more people because it wasn't just this complex thing for them to come in and have to operate every day because 
you know, when it's hard, it, it, it you you want to do it well, you want to do it consistently. You need to make sure that you got people that can do it. So I would tell you, keep it keep it simple from the beginning. S- scale as you need to. The menu items, or you know, add complexity as you need to. But you know, at the end of the day, it's the other hard truth we had to face. And I'm guilty of this myself because I like to be creative. I love making pizza, but all of those pizzas that that we're creating, all all those things, and these these specialty pies and all that stuff, that's all great. But our customers aren't as adventurous as we are. They're they're not even as adventurous as they think they are, because at the end of the day, what we sell sixty to sixty five percent of the time, cheese and pepperoni. We got, you know, we have all the fancy, you know, the, the meat lasagna pizza and the, and the, the everything bagel pie and chicken parm and all these, all these fun items that we make. And they are a lot of fun and they taste great and they look, they look great on the pictures and the videos. People, people order cheese and pepperoni pizza. That's what it is. And that's okay. So I would, and I only say that to tell you, keep it simple. Make sure you got the core offerings. Um, and then as, as you grow your customer base in your community, start to, start to tap into what people are asking you for, look at the modifiers and, and start to, uh, start to add based on, start to make adjustments based on the feedback that you're getting from your regular customers. All right. Secondly, number two, only got three tips. Number two, you have to find a way. And this is this is talking through the the pre-open stage, right? The the build out, the furnishings, the the equipment selections, the fixtures. You have to find a way to keep your cost up. You have to find a way to on the front end work as a, as efficiently as you can. Sorry, I got a notification here. You have to be efficient on the front end. Well, at least I, w- I would be focused on being efficient on the front end. So I would keep costs down. Number one, site selection. I'm, I'm looking for second gen, something that used to be a pizzeria, something that used to be, you know, a Chinese restaurant, a, a wing place or something. Anything with a hood in a good neighborhood. And the community matters. So I would I would focus my efforts on finding second gen, a second gen location in a great neighborhood and a great community that's thriving, that is established or growing, but something that's going to, you know, help support your long-term business. Uh, I would, I, I would look for stuff like that. Secondly, equipment. Go, I would establish a relationship with a, with a good equipment dealer, someone I can trust because equipment is extremely expensive and a lot like vehicles and used cars, they drop value as soon as you make the purchase. So understanding that I could mix new and used equipment. Now I, we got this thing like refrigeration. We typically never buy used refrigeration because look, new, new equipment or used equipment comes with repair, like a repair cost, repair and maintenance. New equipment comes with, repair maintenance costs and warranties. So we, we, you know, when it comes to buy refrigeration, we're going to buy freezers. We're going to buy pizza tables. We're going to buy a sandwich table. We're going to buy a cooler or something. We're typically going to buy that new, 
but there are some things that we don't mind buying used when when the price is right and it's you know we're talking about prep tables or you know racks and stuff like that things that are are non-mechanical mechanical i never mind i never mind buying used equipment so i would focus on keeping my cost out having a good mix of new and used equipment having a good relationship with an equipment dealer that will say hey look man take it you know my, my guy jimmy here in tampa I'll buy something you show him and he'll say, look, you know, 60 days, see how it goes, see if, see if it works, if it fits, if it works for you, you know, keep it. If it doesn't, you know, bring it back, we'll find you something else. And he's got a ton of stuff on his lot. Look, restaurants close every day. That's the unfortunate side of this business. Restaurants close all the time. So there's always, not always, but there's, there's, it's usually not hard to find equipment. Um, some of it is gently used. Some of it is, you know, torn to shit, but you just gotta, you gotta have a good relationship with somebody who's not gonna, try to take advantage of you. Uh, we got really lucky. We bought a mixer that came out of uh, out of a school. They had like a culinary program. They bought a nice 60-quart Hobart and barely used it for a couple of years, and we got a great deal on it. So there's there are things like that out there. So I would I would spend the time and do and do the research to find, you know, the, the best deals with reputable brands from good dealers. Um, and that's, and that's typically based on relationships. So I'm finding those, I'm finding those relationships and I'm making sure that, you know, they're taking care of me and I'm taking care of that. And then, and then the last one, I, I would, if I were planning to open, open a pizzeria, I would find a way to go work with someone or in someone's shop for a year or more learning the business, learning how to manage, how to manage the day-to-day. What are the products that they're using? Just go learn the game. Like the best way to learn is by doing it. I would go spend some time with someone that is, you know, open and willing to teach you. Go work in the shop. You can, you can start in a, in a quick service situation or a pizzeria and, and, you know, get yourself into a leadership position rather quickly if you have if you have the desire to do so. Uh, but you can go learn every position. You can go be a cashier and and you know a, a pizza guy or a grill guy or a driver, and you know become a manager and, and learn all those things in a year. And that sets you that sets you up for success because you you've seen it from the inside. Go make sure this is what you really want to do before you invest a ton of money. And, you know, to me, that was, that's how I got into this. Not intentionally, but because I worked in a pizzeria, Jay, me and JR, we, because we were working, we were working for Bob, we worked for Captain Mike. We had the inside view of it and we just kept saying yes to opportunities. And that's what led me to where I am today, right? Saying yes to opportunities, showing up with a smile on my face, willing to learn new things, willing to fail with a smile and get back up and do it again. That's how we got here. But, but we're talking 21 years late. But if you want to learn it, go go spend some time with somebody who's doing it, somebody that has the style of pizza that you want to do and you respect how they do what they do. Go work there. Go learn it. And don't be, don't be, don't be covert. Talk to all. Say, look, I'm 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 thinking about getting into this in the next year or two. Uh I'd love to spend, you know, spend a year with you learning this. 
Uh, I'm still working my job, but I can work part time. I can do nights. I can do weekends. You could pay me whatever you whatever you can afford. If you can afford it, whatever that's going to be up to you. What you if you need money or not or doing it, else you're going to do it. Just volunteer work or anything like that. Typically, folks want they want to put you all payroll just for insurance reasons. Um, but go earn it. Go spend some time with some with some with some operators that are doing a good job because. That will that will teach you more than anything you find on YouTube, on TikTok, Instagram, even even you know this podcast. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm giving you this information, but I'm not in the kitchen. I'm in I'm in my office. But if you're next to me in the store, you're gonna learn a lot because you're gonna see things and you're gonna ask questions and it's gonna be more interactive and you know you get to understand the seasonality. Spend a year. At least a year, so you understand at least understand seasonality of a business, the business where you are, because it's it's different depending on what part of the country you're in or what part of the world you're in. So um, you learn how to manage people. You understand you understand you know all the different nuances of the business, how the weather plays into it. It's a little bit chilly right now. Our our dough process has to be tweaked a little bit because the weather change. So. You only you only learn that from doing it, and the best way is to go work with or for somebody that's doing a good job. And then, so before I go, I was I was talking with with someone that I'm working with, and you know, shout out to my guy, my guy Stephen and Little Elm, who's opening a piece near me, and he's he's really close to getting the shop open. He's he's gonna do this great Neapolitan style uh, pizza out there in in North Dallas. But I, I talked to him and we've been working together for a few months now. And I talked to him last night and I asked him, I said, look, what, what do you know now that you wish you'd known six months ago before, before you started this process? And he said, I wish I'd done my homework on finding a mentor and getting into a mentorship because it has you know, it's, it has changed so much from where he was before we started working together to where he is now, just having somebody that he trusts and he knows, you know, cares about him and cares about his business that he can, you know, at least just bounce ideas off of, talk through my experience. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, work with me. I'm saying find someone who's doing what you want to do and engage with them and ask questions. And if they got a mentorship program, then, you know, join the program. Because that's going to help you. And just like just like the, the number one tip, we'll go work with somebody. That's about as close as you can get without coming to work in my shop is to, is to you know, spend time, you know, in my in my coaching program and, and and ask the questions and, you know, jump on the calls and we can talk through where we are every week. We, we sit down and we talk about where we are in the process and then what the next steps are. And sometimes we, we just it's just encouragement or sometimes it's, you know, it's real practical advice or sometimes we're, we're talking through, you know, operational details. So, you know, having a mentor is, is definitely a game changer. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, to spend, you know, years with my mentor learning, learning the business from the inside before it was, you know, before things were, you know, opportunities start to come for me. So, uh, but that, that's my spiel. Thanks again. It's been, you know, 20 something minutes. So I'm going to cut it short. Please reach out to me, Instagram, Pizza King Podcast, uh, or my main page, Tyrell Reese Senior. Ask me any questions. Let me know what you what you think about this. Um, 
you know, we're, we'll be back to, to do more episodes, more, more of those things, more products, you just, just more ways to engage. So, you know, I appreciate everybody's time. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Peace.